If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hang on to your balls. It's time for the Horror Hangout Podcast. Welcome to The Horror Hangout, a podcast where two bearded film fans watch the 50 best horror movies ever and then talk about them. My name is Luke Condor with a K and I'm joined by Ben Errington. Uh, last week we watched uh, The Devil's Backbone. It was a very good film. We enjoyed it very muchly. Uh, <laughs> but this week we watched um, number 49 on the list, The Kill List. That's the, the name of the film, Kill List. <laughs> we'll get better we'll get better at this <laughs> you've been practicing that intro yeah um okay so uh, do you want to tell us what it's about or and what it is yeah well i'll, I'll say what it is first so okay. uh kill list is a 2011 british crime thriller psychological horror film it's directed by ben wheatley co-written and co-edited um by amy jump that's i believe that's ben wheatley's wife is it is correct? his wife yeah there we yeah. go. And starring Neil Maskell, Michael Smiley, and Mayanna Buring. Uh, yeah, so um, brief synopsis. Nearly a year after a botched job, a hitman takes a new assignment with the promise of a big payoff for free killings. What starts off as an easy task soon unravels, sending the killer into the heart of darkness. Wow. Cool. Um, so did you want me to read the empire thing so yeah yeah so this is what empire had to say about it uh kill list begins like a fairly straightforward thriller two hitmen take on an assignment they have the kill list they have to kill them bish bash bosh but as you watch small hints of the film's true nature slowly appear an odd <coughs> an odd symbol is scratched on a bathroom mirror a doctor offers bizarre medically dubious advice the soundtrack brews like a rumbling storm cloud overhead Ben Wheatley's masterful grip on slow building tension, informed by his love of 1970s Brit folk horror, uh, crescendos to an almost unbearable, shocking finale. Wheatley has never been better. Have you seen this film before? 
Yes, I did. I saw it um, not long after it came out, actually. Uh, yeah. I, I think on a whim, I kind of just saw some. I kind of just saw something brief, and I just I got hold of it and watched it. And uh, yeah. So what? What? So essentially, what? What did you think? Uh, this is one of my favorite horror films. Like it's, I absolutely. I think I love nineteen seventies like Brit folk horror type stuff. Anyway, like yeah. I, I love that. I love the whole Wicker Man pagan vibe. But then mix that like with the modern day setting with the kitchen sink drama elements, and yeah, I yeah. absolutely love this film. Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a massive fan of the film as well. I mean, I really I really loved it the first time I'd seen it, and I recommended it to so many people. Yeah, um, I think what I love is like it is a genre mashup. Mm. It's it's something that's quite quite grounded in reality. So it is a crime thriller, you know, people driven yeah. sort of film. But then the more and more it 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 introduces these incredibly unnerving unsettling elements yeah. to it the, the more you're like the more it's like going down the rabbit hole you're just like where what am i watching where am i going but you you're there you're like along for the ride aren't you because yeah. it is uh pretty crazy yeah it's it's a great film i remember um i think i i think sightseers was either either just come, did a field in england come out before sightseers or after i think it came out before okay so i think a field in england uh which there's another Ben Wheatley's films was just coming out and there was a big thing about it. They were going to release it on film four at the same time as the cinema and stuff. And I was like, Oh, Ben Wheatley, I've heard stuff about him, but I've never really delved into him. So then I got down terrace, which is his first film, which was made for like 7,000 pound, which is great, but it's not amazing. And then I got killed this and I was like, ah, okay. Ben Wheatley is a (laughs) flipping great director. Like this is, this is my favorite of his films. Although I haven't seen, uh, city. What's the what's the latest one called? Sky uh, Rise. High, Sky, Ra- High Rise. That's high Rise. Right. Yeah. High Rise. Yeah. I've seen High Rise and um, it. I didn't really like it, but yeah. it's not like an original property of his. It's based on a book, so yeah. It. it yeah. I kind of wanted to like it, but then it just went in so many different directions. I was I was baffled by. It. I've not actually seen Down Terrace. I've seen A Field in England and I've seen Sightseers. So I enjoyed both of them, but yeah. nothing really resonated with me as much as as much as Killless did because it's just brutal yeah yeah we talk, should we talk a little bit about the plot the sort of story yeah yeah let's go for it um so take us to the openings had it oh, the dinner scene i guess or there's them arguing isn't it is that yeah yeah so i mean so essentially the story is we've got um a character called called jay who we know we know a few like little backstory details of him he's been out of work for eight months with a bad back and uh, his his relationship with his wife is a little bit fraught because she's like they're running out of money, and uh, we uh, something bad happened in the past. Something bad happened when this guy was in Kiev on some sort of job, some sort of mission because we know he's ex-army. Um, something bad happened in Kiev, and that's kind of still affecting him now. And so, what's the name? What's the name of the other guy? Gal. Gal. Yeah. yeah. So, so Gal's like his. Um, I'm assuming former colleague, but now friend as well. I got the impression that they were um, brothers in arms in, yeah, in, yeah. in the army, whatever they were doing, um, and had since gone on to become contractors themselves together and long, yeah. long friends, I think. <clears throat> yeah, so essentially these two guys are, are hitmen who were given sort of like a new a new mission to kill three people in quite in quite um, mysterious um, circumstance, but you don't find this out uh, right at the start. Like it drip feeds, even that, like one of the main yeah. elements of the film, it drip feeds that quite 
um, quite slowly. So it starts out with just like a family drama. Um, it's, it's, it's completely kitchen sink, like just English, like Ken Loach style um, yeah, yeah. filmmaking in the start. And then, and then um, they have the dinner. Uh, so you get this impression that uh, Jay played amazingly by Neil Mascow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he is amazing. Though, such a good character, yeah. Um, so you get the impression that he's sort of like in a bit of a stalemate in his life. He's like slightly depressed and then he doesn't want to work. You just get the impression that he just doesn't want to work. There's a bit where he eats a rabbit, which I, <laughs> which I thought was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so, so, so he has, there's a dinner party scene very early on in the film uh, where his his former well brother in arms uh gal comes with like a new a new woman in his life comes yeah. along to so they have like a little double date sort of dinner party type type scenario but it's like so tense from the get-go yeah it's like you just know something about everyone's like slipping in underhanded comments and uh they're trying to have a bit of a laugh of it but uh yeah and it's all and the score as well like there's there's constantly like a, a sort of uh a doomy sort of underscore happen, happening throughout. So every now and again, it like cuts to like a, a fairly pleasant looking situation, but there'll be no, there'll be no diegetic noise. So there'll be no uh, uh, sound effects, but the music, and it's such an eerie sort of unnerving sort of uh, thing to do. So you constantly feel like even the happy moments, are like something's not, <laughs> something weird's yeah. happening here. But then even in these early moments, like there are shocks to the point where some someone someone will just have an outburst, sort of what yeah. feels like it doesn't feel out of nowhere, but it feels incredibly intense. Obviously, his wife Shell, like a couple of times, they have a bit of an argument. She starts whacking him like out of nowhere. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus Christ! Yeah. And um, the video says, "I'm finished." <laughs> he upturns, <laughs> yeah. upturns his plate. Oh yeah, it's the abracadabra scene. But like, you feel like you're there, and it's like a really awkward dinner party. Uh, but then. But then this, so drip feeds the point. At that point, it's just completely family drama, and then all of a sudden, you realise that uh, there's a contract on on offer uh, for for Gal and Jay to take, and it's I don't know if we even understand that it's a hitman contract at that point. Um, but <laughs> no, 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 you're right, exactly. We just you, get you the idea least... that they've got a job to do. Like he's a sales. Oh, they, 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 he says he's a salesman. Like he just yeah, works yeah. in IT instead. So, so yeah, they make out. They make out when they go when they initially that they are traveling salesmen. Even when they go and stay in a hotel before they do some of the some of the um, elements of this job, yeah. they say they're traveling salesmen. I can't remember what they say. What do they say they set their sales? IT and stuff. So IT like, and IT and bits. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, somewhere. So when did he decide to take the job? Um, it, well, basically after the dinner party, they had they sort of reconcile. And they all get a little bit drunk and have a bit of a laugh, and then he just he just has a quiet word with with Michael yeah. Smiley with with Gal. Um, oh yeah, about... and then he checks the weapons in the garage. Yeah, yeah. And then then we sort of realise, okay, it's going to take it. And then the first sort of hint at um, <laughs> pagan rituals or something uh, that element of the film is when the uh, Fiona Gal's date goes into the bathroom, takes off the bathroom mirror, and like. Ins- inscribes some sort of pagan symbol and she's like smiling oh and she takes some of his bloodied <laughs> yeah so, bloodied so that's the tissues. first moment like if you didn't if you didn't know what kind of film this was that would be the first moment where you're like whoa what's going on here this yeah. is this is strange yeah she takes his bloodied tissues you know maybe that's yeah. to do with the do with the cult elements um, yeah maybe not maybe she just likes the look of them you know you never know yeah 
So that, that's like the, that's like the opening of the film. Then, so we've got the we've got the the, the, the list, or we got the we know they're going to get the contracts. We know there's something weird happening underneath it all, and we've got the whole family, and we've also got the uh, um, Jay's having a play fight with uh, his wife yeah, yeah, and yeah. kids with the toy swords. With toy swords, yeah, which uh, mirrors something at the end. Does mirror something at the end. Well, obviously, we we will get to that. But uh, yeah, yeah so it's a nice bit of um, what's the word? Foreshadowing. Um, foreshadowing. Like, yeah. it's a nice bit of foreshadowing. Um, obviously, and when you do sort of realize what what it, what it kind of meant. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, and then we sort of get to Act Two, which is the the boys get on the road. Oh no, they go they go to uh, sign the contract first in, yeah. in, in blood. With those weird yeah. people who know more than they should. Yeah, yeah. So they signed the contract, and the dude who's given them the contract cuts cuts um Jay's hand, and they have a little bit of a signing signing in blood. They they don't shake hands; it just goes onto the paper, doesn't it? Onto yeah, the sort of yeah. contract. Uh, yeah. Which obviously that's when Gal pulls the gun on the uh, on the guy who's given him the contract. Yeah. But then afterwards, they kind of laugh it off. But yeah, I feel like I feel like that's that's a a, a lot of this film is. I think that's what makes the characters quite believable because yeah. they're, they're constantly uh, toing and fro between like complete outbursts of uh, aggression and then just laughing about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I do really like the relationship between Jay and Gal. When they, there are a couple of occasions where they have like a bit of a play fight, but then it's almost like quite real. Yeah. yeah. Like, they, they really want to hurt each other and then there's, they'll sort of stop fighting and be like, yeah, so yeah. that was fun. There's like uh, some uh, deep-seated aggression uh, just working its way, <laughs> working yeah, its clearly, way out of them. Clearly, clearly like they're friends, but yeah. like when they t- also when they're taking the piss out of each other back and forth, you can see that there's like an element of truth in it. Because <laughs> yeah. like, because what what I get from Gal is that he's either had religion in his life because he does sort of like discuss a few bits and bobs, had religion in his life, and he's maybe like rediscovering it yeah. somehow, some way. Whereas like. Um, Neil Maskell's character, uh, Jay, is like the complete opposite where he's just like, no time for that. No time for this bullshit. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm here. Get, got a job to do. Yeah. So then we, uh, so then they've got the lists, the the, the, the titular kill list. Um, so who's on the list? So there's uh, a priest, a librarian, and an MP. Yeah. Uh, so I guess, <laughs> I guess we've got the next sort of... Um, pivotal part in the film is when so they plan out this job to whack the priest and then when they go to do it he looks at the jay smiles does he say thank you he says thanks or something like he that he says he says thank you yeah and yeah. obviously jay, jay tells him to turn around come on turn around mate i got a job to do here turn yeah. around and then yeah he says thank you yeah are you luke are you a peep, are you a peep show fan i am yeah yeah that guy the priest was gog from from peep show maybe like episode two he was the guy who um, gave Jeremy a job to write some music for an advert, <laughs> and him, him and Superhands went round to threaten him with a baseball bat and a, and a, and a baseball. <laughs> season, game. season one. Uh, maybe season one, maybe season two. But yeah, uh, the priest was gone. So if any, if anyone's listening, you like yeah. Peep Show. I've seen that guy, is in this film. I've seen that guy in a few things, um, small parts, I think. But um, yeah, there, there were a lot. There, the cast was very much built up of very recognisable faces. From being in either sort of like British British, co- British comedies or sort of other, other things like that. Yeah. Um, so that was. So that one, sort of one thing I do want to ask, tell you about, like talk about, is um, 
this film, like when I looked on on Rotten Tomatoes and and IMDb, it's not that well rated. Yeah, no, no, no. yeah, I really love it, <laughs> and I, yeah, I know yeah. a lot of my friends really love it as well. Like, is well, it I... is is it because it's a British and there's like a, a sort of pride to it? Like, oh, it's our, our Ben's film. It's, it's only his second film, but it's fucking top notch. Like, yeah, yeah. And it uses all. It's like it uses Michael Smiley from uh, who Space. I know as Tires from Space. It uses yeah, yeah, Neil Maskell, um, who's from Football Factory. I don't recognize my own my Anna Burring, but no, no, no. I don't recognize a few of the other people. Yeah, but uh, there's all um, these like little English faces, and uh, I, I do feel a bit of pride that we've made a like, that we've yeah. made a, a solid film. Yeah, exactly. I think I think the reason a lot of people don't seem to rate this film so much is because of what I previously mentioned about it being quite a genre mashup. When you kind of get that, people when people go into something expecting it to be one thing and it turns out to be another, yeah, I think people feel can feel sometimes a little bit shortchanged. Even even if like creatively, like that's good. It's good to like be kept on your toes. It's good to be to sort of experience something that's not normal essentially. But yeah, some people can feel a bit shortchanged. Like if you're watching some of this film and you're thinking this is a really good solid crime drama and then it goes you know completely left, <laughs> yeah. completely left field people are going to be like you know what, what what the hell's going on or if you come into it to expect like a horror a full-on gory horror film it's not really that either yeah um, but i like i like that do you, i find this this kind of film for me is a lot more creepy and terrifying than straight up gore yeah or, you know straight up body horror or something like that all the all the standard things yeah like it's compared just... to like saw i find this film a lot scarier and so um i just feel like um the the way it builds up and um the way the when it gets to that final scene <laughs> those final moments are really i find them absolutely terrifying um yeah yeah so uh yeah. so he uh he shoots the priest the priest says thank you and uh we're like okay that's a bit strange. Um, and then the second guy to kill, second guy on the list, is the librarian who he has like a, uh, a lockbox, whatever they call them. Um, yeah, he's got like a lockup. And uh, when they obviously, they're, look at, they're sort of watching him and he comes out of the lockup and then they go and look inside and find that he's got like a collect, quite a vast collection of porn. And we, a, we assume it's a, <laughs> the bad kind of porn, right? <laughs> we assume it's like... Uh, Unfortunately, involving children, which Neil Maskell's character Jay watches, you know, for quite a while as well. I was thinking, it's like, it's like crying. It's like he, he can't believe it. Like he's he's completely yeah. like, I mean, uh, yeah. So obviously he sees that, and then already there, this kill list that they begin with free people. Already Jay is is quite personal to him already because he's seen yeah. this. What the librarian is responsible for, maybe not responsible for, but he's keeping these involved. Sort of, uh, yeah. So he's angry already michael smiley's sort of like a bit indifferent sorry gal's a little bit indifferent about it gal's still a professional i mean uh yeah uh gal uh, very much stayed professional throughout the entire thing even when um uh jay gets the hammer out and starts uh <laughs> yeah, yeah this is one of the most brutal scenes um this is this is insane so, so yeah so obviously they go to the librarian's house punch him in the face you know he answers the door they punch him in the face and yeah. already Already they've broke ranks as hitmen and they're just flying into somebody's house and just absolutely brutalizing him. Obviously they're they're questioning him questioning him and torturing him yeah. regarding regarding the uh horrible videos. Yeah. Um but yeah, we see some you know, the the effects, obviously the the physical 
the, yeah. the like, effects effects here are like you know almost hands through the through the fingers sort of talking about it. talking about hands uh there's a, like there's a close-up of the guy's hand like hammering it it's like splitting it down like splintering his hand like halfway down yeah, I think Kat was upstairs when I was when I was watching it, and I think she was like, "You were right," because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "I was making some noises." It must have been. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you right, my hand? <laughs> exactly. And then, um, so yeah, so so Jay, so Jay basically takes it upon himself to hammer the living shit out of this librarian dude. Oh God! And then the head, the you scalp know, bit. Yeah. Yeah. So he hammers he hammers his knees. See see the yeah. knee thing. Yeah. Just, Looks for me looks so real. You think if you're gonna see someone hammering someone's knee, yeah, that would probably be what it looks like. It wouldn't just like start flying off. You'd just see, oh, just it's just just a noise as well. The noise of the yeah. I wonder, I wonder what kind of had he sort of created that sound of hammer to knee. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it was brutal. And uh, just before that, uh, so Gal goes upstairs. Yeah, of course. And um, and then the, the guy, uh, the librarian, says, "Does he know?" And then, like, it's so <laughs> creepy. It's so creepy. Because the guy's, like, um, bleeding everywhere. Like, his eyes are all busted up. And he just starts talking to uh, Jay like he's some sort of uh, messiah or, or some some sort of weird aura around him. So he goes from pretty much crying and begging for his life. And as soon yeah. as Gal's out of the room, he sort of starts talking to Jay one-on-one as if to say, yeah. I know, I know who you are. But who is he? Yeah, That's and he goes, thing. I understand what you have to do, what you have to do. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank oh you. Oh my god! And then he puts his head on the table, hammers the, the shit out of the guy's head. It is, it's, it's, this is like for me. This is pretty. This is horror. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely horrific. It looks real. Him, yeah. him hammering his head looks real. You know, because yeah. we see, we see a chunk, a flap of flesh cu- coming off, and like his head, like sort of reacting yeah. in exactly the way you would imagine a hammer. Hitting a skull, you know, because yeah. I've, I've never, I've never seen it in real life. And the noise, but... <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then with that underlying sense of the the, the creepiness of him n- saying thank you as he's being like yeah. battered to death, like yeah, it's, it's horrible, <laughs> absolutely yeah, yeah. horrible. It's, I mean, it's pretty intense. And then obviously Gal comes downstairs. He's gone upstairs to a safe to find some, to find some sort of like paperwork and stuff that sort of links the librarian to some other people who were not related to the hit at all. Yeah, well, so, so now they're going off course. Like they're completely unprofessional. Yeah, well, again, it, again, it's personal, isn't it? Now they're thinking, right, we're gonna, we're gonna massacre these sick fuckers. Yeah. Um. So what they should do, obviously, is just stick to the plan and and get the cash and get the hell out of there. But yeah. But they don't. <laughs> they find an address where these people are. Um. The the next bit kind of um skips over pretty quickly. Um. It seems to be like a whole avenue of stuff that could happen here, but it just seems to cut straight forward to Jay yeah. beating the crap out of guys, like people that, again, like, are they, I don't know, I'm trying to re- remember what happens really, he just seems to jump straight forward to that bit. Yes, yeah, so so Jay goes into sort of like a building site type thing where where apparently the people who are, well, you assume these are the people who are creating the videos. Yeah, because they've got the bed in the in the corner. Yeah, the mattress, yeah, so, so that's where they film it, I think. So Jay goes in there alone. Um, you don't really, you don't really find out why Gal doesn't go in, because he kind of like he he sits in the car and has a nice little car and a Ribena or something, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> who could, who could blame it, might, him? it might have been an Umbongo. Yeah. 
to be fair, to be fair, Gal looks like more of an umbongo man, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon. Yeah, he's got that that aura about him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, J- Jay's like taking names in there. He's he's killing motherfuckers left, right, and center. Um, just massacring them again because because it's like a personal personal thing to him. But then after that, they want out of the contract. Is that right? They're yeah. The, that's, yeah. That's them, so. Well, uh, so they don't initially. Uh, Gal takes like some files from their safe or something, and then he finds out that they've got loads of files on them. That's right, yeah. Uh, so, so at that point, yeah. they, they realise there's, there's something not right. Uh, the people who they, they got a contract from know too much about them. They've been stitched up. They've been stitched that's up, perfect. yeah. Stitched up big time. So that's when they say they want out. And then what happens then? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then they kind of like, they before they say they want, don't they go, they go for a meeting. Uh, with with the with the guys who gave them the hit and mm. say we want out look we can find some other guys they look just like us yeah and they'll be able to do the same job and they'll kill the third person on the list but then obviously things go a little bit sour because the person who ordered the hit says well no you've got no choice you've got to finish the hit or we'll kill you and we'll kill all your family mm. which so, is a bit mean really when yeah. you think about it you know they did two out of three that's not bad is it they should be grateful this is what we uh in this is what we call the lock-in like so now they they the story is they can't get out of what's happening now so yeah. now, and this takes us into the final uh yeah towards well, well, the final. Jay, jay does go home in this sort of area i think doesn't he jay returns home to his wife and son i think it's around about now um that's when they find his cat has been yes. strung up and, uh, that, strung and up. that weird woman's there at his house yeah, so the weird woman who drew the symbol in the mirror, the one who was um, dating Gal. At this point, we find out that she left Gal as well. Well, not at this point. It was a little bit earlier, wasn't it? Yeah. But she's left Gal. She gave him a dear John. What was it? Scaffrontate <laughs> to his dick. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the one, yeah. <laughs> this is the thing. This is, what's good about it is the, uh, the real, like, grounded, genuine conversation between blokes, essentially, yeah. that happens between scenes. Oh, sorry, yeah. that happens it's like, like between... It's like two tradesmen just talking like... Yeah, yeah. On the way to the next plumbing job, but like, there's all this kind of stuff happening around them. Yeah, because yeah. they're talking about sex as well. He says, um... <laughs> I, did, I, did, "I did enjoy this bit." If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So, so obviously Gal says to Jay, like the sex was amazing, and, and Jay's like, details, give me, give me some details, man. <laughs> and uh, Gal obviously says, well, I'll tell you this, I'll, I had to shave my pubes afterwards, which you know what, <laughs> that left me, fi- that left me thinking about it for at least ten to fifteen seconds, where I was like. Oh, jeez, Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's the thing. It's like they're sort of like rapport, yeah. Between between like these horrible, horrific scenes, like kind of kept it. It did keep it really grounded. Yeah, it? yeah. Because if they didn't have that, like, if it would, it would, it would lose. Like, it would go off the rail pretty quickly. I think. I like it because it doesn't take itself too seriously, which yeah. I think is a risk with something where the subject matter could be like this you know yeah it could be these guys saying you know what hard bastard things just like constantly <laughs> and just constantly quote 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 quotable sort of like imagine snatch, if it was lock, uh, lock, vinnie jones and danny dyer <laughs> <laughs> exactly it'd be a completely different film wouldn't it yeah uh vinnie jones and danny dyer uh, jason Statham turns up as well <laughs> yeah uh, so this takes us towards the final act to the final kill of the film uh, is the MP. This is when it gets really, for me, like kind of scary. So um, the MP lives in like a big stately home. Um, they they camp out. They're, they're going to do some research, re- uh, recon and find out what's going on. And then whilst in the middle of the night, um, they're, they're woken by uh, a procession of people in straw masks walking out with, with like flame torches. And then they like ritualistically... Um, hang some. Well, she seems to like voluntarily hang herself. So there's like yeah. obviously a girl, a girl within this sort of weird procession of people, mm. and she seems to voluntarily hang herself rather than like they're not hanging her. She's not like a captive. Yeah, yeah. And um, and then when she's hanging, when she's dying, they just start applauding, like mm. really, like politely. It's so so. And oh, uh, okay, so this this was my shit my pants moment. <laughs> yeah okay is when so gal says to him don't shoot there's too many yeah and then, there's a lot of them there's probably like what, yeah. what would you say like 50 possibly yeah and so jay shoots one of them uh and then they all point they all turn and point and this it, might have it, changed in my mind a little bit it was like an invasion of the body snatching. it was moment. yeah and then he all started like like screeching like squealing as they were running towards <laughs> exactly yeah as they were running towards them and then like they they chase them into these like little tunnels. Uh, they're like old yeah, sewage so there was, tunnels. There was like an underground sewage sewage sort of like t- tunnel which they used initially yeah. to get into the grounds of where the MP lives. So they end up going back into there. But yeah, the 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 cult members sort of like screeching. Some of them are like pretty much naked as well. Yeah, yeah. Which was like you know what the hell's going on? And they've got knives they're, they're, and they're, they're running around everywhere. It's it's the it's, screeching was a bit like um like the 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 infected from The Last of Us. It reminded me of yeah. No, but they're, they're, they're not infected. They're just they're, yeah, but they're not infected. They're obviously yeah. just a little bit insane. But yeah, that that was 
they was very very claustrophobic once they got into that tunnel and the and the cult members were sort of after them yeah because you didn't they, they were coming they seemed to be coming from like all directions and uh they had like a little um gal and jay have got little torches on their heads yeah yeah and like it's the, the camera's right in their faces the the music's completely losing its shit at that moment it's the it's for me that's like the the scariest point of the film, especially is and then this is where we lose one of our main characters. Uh, Gal gets gutted, stabbed in the old uh, stomach, and um, <laughs> <laughs> all his guts and muck comes out of his yeah, yeah not very um, nice. No, uh, so so I guess that's this is, this is where it gets this is where it gets kind of interesting because. This it's yeah, interesting, it has, or he goes off the rails. Um, well, well, this 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 particular moment when Gal's been gutted is for me was like a uh, 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 one of those moments. Um, so Jay has to essentially perform a mercy killing on Gal because he says, you know, I'm done for. He oh, tries yeah. to help him up. Yeah, I know um, you mean. Yeah, and the second before Jay pulls the trigger, um, Gal says thank you. Yeah, but not in the same way as the other guys did. No, he no, like, thank you, thank you. He just went. Thank you. Bang. Oh, yeah. Well, they left it a little bit open. Very sneaky. But, uh, very, very sneaky. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, so then he goes back to his, he goes back to his uh, wife and kid. Yeah, um, who, he sent, who he, it, we didn't mention before. He sent them off to a cottage. He was worried about their safety, so he sent them off to a, to a cottage, didn't he, just to have, yeah. a nice little, have a nice little break, really, during all the crazy yeah. killing and cults. Yeah. Pop the TV on, you know, grab a couple of biscuits and a bath. And uh, so he goes there, and then this gets in the bath. <laughs> you need something to dip into. <laughs> so uh, the um, he gets back to that cottage, and then the uh, the the pagan people, the ritual people, have followed him. Um, and there's like uh, torches outside. There's people in the house and stuff. Um, Jay gives his wife a gun. She turns out to be a, be a bit of a badass with a gun. She's very good with it. Well, yeah. we 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 learned we learned very early on that she's got like background in 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 the army as well in killing shit. And, so she uh, starts killing, taking some motherfuckers' names. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, so Jay goes outside to the garden, of the cottage, sees these people, and then how does he end up knocked out? I think someone just comes up behind him and gives him the old clobber on the back of the head. All right. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. And then, uh, and then this is the final part of the scene. This is the final part of the movie. Uh, this is the final ritual. So Jay, <laughs> Jay's like naked. I think he's got some loincloth or something on. They put a straw mask on him, and then they they, <laughs> they bring out this uh, um, this hunchback creature who's got a straw mask on it. It's got covered in like white cloth, so you can't see who it is. They, they both have knives, and they make him fight. Jay obviously wins because he's not a hunchback. <laughs> And uh, he he goes he <laughs> he, um, he stabs stabs the hunchback to to the death. <laughs> yeah. And at this point, at this point, they're surrounded by the cult members. You know, we're sort of yeah. all with their straw masks on, fire fiery torches, and they're all sort of watching the the fight between between two of them. And then when he stabs the hunchback to death, they all clap politely again. And there's like tribal drums and stuff, and it's very. Very much like the the ritual is happening now. This is where it's all been building to, and then they pull back the uh, the cloths and the, the mask of the hunchback to re- to, to reveal that it was his wife and his kid strapped to her back, and he just killed them both. Yeah, and obviously then we get some odd reactions. His wife's not quite dead, and she's laughing her head off. Yeah, um, and Jay's kind of just he doesn't look. He's just a bit. He's got that look on his face. He's just like, what on earth? Have I just done, or what on earth is going on? 
I like your um, your impression because it's almost like uh, <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't quite match what's actually happening in the film. Oh, bloody hell! Bloody heck! <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna kill me wife and. St- <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a bit, it was a bit bizarre. Yeah. And then obviously, yeah, the, the the people start revealing their masks. The cult members start revealing their masks, and there's a few people that we've seen in the film, including the the young lady who drew the drew. What was her character's name? Was it like Fiona? Fiona, yeah, Fiona. Yeah, her. There's there was um, Jay's doctor who had a little brief a brief scene with him sort of earlier on in the film, and then a few other people. Do we get we get the guy who, gave, who ordered the hit as well? Yeah. So there's <laughs> the the guy the contract people and his two mates. Um. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I I would argue that it could be seen that the last part of this film is a bit nuts, <laughs> but like, yeah. I, I I enjoyed that. I kind of liked how it went crazy. It but was I, kind of set set up enough though. Yeah. To, for it to go that nut that nuts, I think when I first when I first saw it, I was very confused for probably this final final act. I enjoy that. I, was, I enjoy going. Yeah, yeah. I oh, enjoy yeah, like when a film ends and you're like, what what. <laughs> I, enjoy, yeah, yeah. I love that moment <laughs> when you just want to find out more and more and more yeah, I, so I, I think, instantly go I google it I go uh, kill this ending <laughs> straight away afterwards to try and fix but, but from googling and trying to get, trying to really get your head around this mm. have you read anything that really gives you no. a clear indication of what actually is going on what went on and what what it's all about because no. for me I'm still it's still very ambiguous I still don't quite know what the fuck it's about <laughs> But I would, I would argue that's what makes it more interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because it's it's one of those things. It's a talking point. You can when you introduce this film to people and you discuss this, what do you think it was about? Mm. But I mean, if you if you had to come up with some sort of rationale mm. behind it, if you had to explain it, yeah, what would you say if I asked you what what it's all about? What's going on? He was dead the whole time. <laughs> you think he was dead the whole time? <laughs> no, no, no. But uh... <laughs> it's a disappointment on my face then. Yeah. Thought he was dead the whole time. <laughs> no, he, he was dreaming the whole time. He was, he was, he was insane. He's in a like a lunatic asylum. No, he he uh, <laughs> he's he's lying on on the floor in Kiev and he's like bleeding out. No, but that's been used a few times for as well. No, yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. I, uh, I, I I don't like those sort of endings. But um, I uh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's so bonkers. I I think he's if I had to put any sort of rationale behind it, I think. Uh, He's um, just been picked by some cult, and they've been fo- like uh, they've been following it for him for a long time, like throughout his life. Um, maybe since Kiev, maybe since he met his wife. I think his wife might be part of the cult. But yeah, maybe. But Do again, so the whole thing is like a ritual slash. It's, um, a, it's a long it, con, like a long ritual. A, yeah, yeah, it's a long ritual. So like the the kill the kill list from the start, like obviously Gal could be involved as well <clears throat> at this point. Um, if yeah. he is, then I wouldn't. Ex- doesn't seem like the kind of person who would be in a cult. Uh, <laughs> but no. uh, he, if it's a long con, then perhaps he's been chosen somehow. Gal's part of this cult. Shell, Jay's wife, is part of this cult. And the whole like inst- the whole instigation process is that he has to kill these people, and that's really saying thank you because obviously it's an honor to be killed by a new inductee, I guess, or maybe. Yeah. Um, and that the final part that he has to do is is kill his family in order to be. To part, raise raise a devil or some shit <laughs> to grow uh, to grow a nice crop of uh, iron brew. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> something like uh, I like how the Wicker Man, like the whole thing in Wicker Man, is that they just want to get a good crop, and that's why they sort of sacrifice 
Yeah, and do you know, I do. I really do need to go back and watch the Wicked Man, uh, the original one, obviously, it's good. and yeah. the Nicolas Cage one because I think they're both entertaining for the different reasons. Yeah. Um, um, is uh, the Wicked Man on this list? I don't know, actually. Possibly. I kind of hope it is. I'm not going to go for this now, but um, because that I, I remember watching. I've only seen it once a long time ago, and that deeply affected me. <laughs> like yeah, those yeah. final so, that, those final scenes. Whew. Yeah, it, it's 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 pretty horrific. Yeah. Um, sorry to go back go back to this theories. Another theory could be perhaps that Jay got into some deep shit in Kiev. There's a, there's a moment when he talks about killing a priest, saying it's quite brutal, and Gao says, "At least we didn't have to kill a toddler," as if perhaps these guys have been responsible for killing toddlers in the past. Who knows? Maybe that was just a throwaway comment. Maybe it meant yeah. maybe it meant something. But I kind of thought maybe something bad happened in Kiev. Um, so maybe Jay was part of this cult all along. But something happened in Kiev, which either meant he lost his memory, didn't quite remember what sort of happened, and that when he came back, he was the leader. He's been the leader of the cult this whole time. But because he lost his memory because of the shit happened in Kiev, they kind of have to win him back over or get him back over onto the side of the of the cult. That was just a brief thought. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. And we didn't Actually, mention like, um, that when they're having a play fight at the start with the toy swords, the mirror of that is at the end of the film when they're actually fighting with knives and, and he kills them. Um, but Yeah, foreshadowing. I'd be interested to, if any listeners out there have sort of any theories or, or know of any cool theories that, it, that could... I mean, I quite like that idea that he was part of the court originally and he sort of forgot, but I don't know... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, there's a lot there's a lot of different ways it could go, but it's good to open those those um, corridors of discussion because it is a great film. It is a really great film. Like it's something like I want to recommend to people because I want I want them to be baffled by it. I yeah. want to see them just like you know. I mean, yeah. a few people I I recommended it to when I first saw it a few years ago actually like they didn't like it. I mm. don't think possibly one person I recommended to liked it. I think Everyone some people. Kind of bit, like, I think some people don't like to be confused. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> like they just get really angry at the at the, at the film. I don't understand you. What, but like, what is this? <laughs> but uh, I I enjoy that. I like I've always enjoyed sort of weird stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I I love it. I think it's 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 a really well rounded, crazy batshit crazy film. And I think Ben Wheatley's direction is. I mean, for me, for the films I've seen, it's probably the best he's done. I mean, it's a really good genre. As I said, even though it's a genre mashup, yeah. it's a really good genre for him to... Because he, he does do a lot of different types of films, really. He's not one yeah. for bashing at the same sort of films all the time. Have you seen the trailer for his new for his new film? What's it called? Oh, God. There's oh, loads of guns interesting in title. <laughs> it's called oh bloody it <laughs> loads of um, guns it's, it's got it's got, a ama- it's got an amazing cast and yeah. um it's yeah it's, it's called free fire and it's like a gun a, a, a meeting in a deserted warehouse a deserted warehouse where like they, they 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 meet to exchange arms i think uh or buy some guns and it just turns into a massive shootout i think the whole film is basically a massive shootout <laughs> but it's got it's got an amazing cast it's got uh killian murphy army hammer Shoto copley brie larson michael smiley sam riley I mean, that's pretty me, cool. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's nice cast. That's, that's insane cast. But I, I, you know, I, I'm expecting Ben Wheatley to uh, be doing some. Uh, so Ben Wheatley's a, a big comic book fan. He's a big 2000 AD fan. Um, oh, right. He, uh, I, I was kind of hoping that he would do some sort of comic book movie 
at some point, um, but in his style. Um, I, I, I hope, I'd like him to do something within the 2080 universe, but I, I doubt that's going to happen because they can't even get the next Judge Dredd made, so what they get, they're they not going to do any other characters in 2080. I can imagine him directing like uh, some Alan Moore source material pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool. He's pretty cool with that. Um, so, jump scares. You count any? Yeah. If No, not really. There weren't any jump scares, were there? No. Which is good, you know? Yeah. I, I, I like that. I yeah, like that. me too. So I always feel like sometimes jump, care, jump scares take me out of the moment a little bit, where mm. I feel like when there's like a nice slow build of tension and then suddenly there's like a payoff, but it's not a jump scare. It just feels. I guess, I guess you could say that a bit where they turn and they start screaming as they're running towards them. I guess yeah, that's, that's sort of a jump scare, but it's, it it doesn't feel like a like a just there and done. It feels like it's a really earned scare. It's like an oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Sort yeah, of like if I was running away from them, I would be saying like oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like this, um, the last film on the list uh, was Devil's Backbone. We didn't say that. We didn't think that was a particularly horror horror film this isn't from no, no. number 49 isn't a particularly horror horror film so I'm, I'm thinking this list um i think they enjoy uh the idea of um introducing other elements to the horror genre which i, I yeah, do yeah. too it's quite good though because then this list is going to be a little bit more varied than perhaps what we're going to expect from yeah. horror because i think everyone sort of thinks a certain thing when you think horror but so far these have been these have kind of been films that aren't horror films, but they've got horror elements. Yeah, yeah. As such, so which obviously I would say still counts them as a horror film. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, the next, the next film on the list is a horror film. <laughs> uh, then again, horror comedy. No, uh, we'll go into that. Uh, oh, right, but, okay, um, okay. <laughs> I remember now. So trivia. It's time for trivia with Ben. Oh. Uh, <laughs> this is quite hard. This is quite hard Jesus. to find trivia for. So I had to make some shit up. <laughs> okay is that, um is that trivia then <laughs> we'll see you you have to tell me uh so uh when jay and gal are running in the tunnels um the soundtrack that they're playing is is like the shark equivalent of whale song the, sh- the shark the shark equi- <laughs> the, the sharks even have that i'm gonna say that's false i reckon it's what just whale song and you're trying to take me for a mug uh, well apparently it's true based on imdb all oh, right Oh, oh, well, right, okay. One nil. That's, that's pretty... <laughs> <laughs> One nil uh, to the arsenal. Uh, ben Wheatley first wrote the original script for Kill List after finding a shopping list with the words Abracadabra written on the top. That's false. <laughs> it's completely false. <laughs> <laughs> kind of wish it was true. Yeah, if you just got the shopping list and, ah. Do you, do you ever find people's discarded shopping lists like in a shopping basket or something? I don't think I see shopping lists very often. Well, maybe it's maybe it's a Bristol thing because I find <laughs> shopping lists uh, in my shopping basket all the time, and I always have a good little look at them, a good little read, just to see what people are buying. You know, I've seen some pretty depressing ones. Super noodles. And what would you do if you saw like a list of names sheep. and it said to kill? I'd you... have my my name at the bottom with no tick next to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What if I'd, it... screw, I'd screw up, mate. Throw it away. Get on my life. <laughs> Uh, what would you do if it was said uh, number one um, uh, the priest number two the librarian number three uh, MP 
And then Jesus. what would you do if you see it signed? It was in your your own handwriting. And it was in my own handwriting. Yeah. I'd go home yeah. and I'd go into my bathroom and have a look on the underside of the mirror, see if there's yeah. a symbol there. And if there was, I'd get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Very smart. Okay. Uh, trivia number three. Uh, Michael Smiley, who plays Gal, put on the Irish accent throughout the film as he is, in fact, Scottish. <laughs> That's false. That's false. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it, yeah, it's false. Anyway, <laughs> um, I told you there wasn't much. Uh, there wasn't much to go with there. Uh, so two, it? two, one. Yeah, that's all I had. Oh. I only had one piece of actual trivia, and just made the rest up. Like I said, I'm disappointed by that. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, uh, that's pretty much what we have to say about the film. I would we've say got a rate. We've got to rate this battle. Oh yeah, I forgot yeah. we even did the rating thing. Do we? Do we rate? Do we rate before or after the trivia? What did we do last time? Yeah, I think we rated at the end. I think so. Yeah. Uh, what, yeah, did, yeah. what did the Devil's Backbone get? B. Um, I think we we were sort of hovering around Bs. Yeah. Okay. I, I, think, I think I think I went for B minus. You went for B plus, and we went for B. Yeah. Overall. I, bear, bear in mind, I love this film, but I am reserving A for the extra, extra, extra special. Yeah, I know you said that before. And I'm gonna give <laughs> <a> B, <laughs> I'm gonna give this a B plus. B plus. And that's, that's hard because I really wanted to give it like an A, but. Oh, Jesus. Um, I think I'm going to have to give it an A because it's my, it's definitely my favorite Ben Wheatley film. It's a film that has stuck with me since I first saw it. So I think it was released in 2011. Mm. So, you know, that's six years. And when, when, when I knew we were watching it again, you know, I was really, really looking forward to it. And I think I just appreciated it even more. Yeah. And I think the reason it feels like an A for me is just because it is that, Genre, a genre mashup that works so well. It's 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 so so. There's all the elements masterful. come together so well. Yeah, it's masterful. It's ma- it is it is masterful. And for me, I kind of want to change my answer now. But uh... for me, I did. I didn't with for Ben Wheatley stuff. Like I, I it kind of liked a field in England, but I never ever need to see it again. Yeah, uh, yeah. the soundtrack's <laughs> great though. Like, this is the soundtrack oh, all yeah, the time. This, yeah, yeah, the soundtrack is 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 bizarre. Um, Sightseers. Um, again, I enjoyed. But it didn't sort of resonate with me too much. I do need to see Down Terrace, um, and then High Rise for me was just a bit of a mess. Mm. So the fact the fact that it's not a director that I've felt you know constantly positive about all their films, mm. the fact that this film, you know, I was impressed so much by it, I think I need to give it an A. Well, I, I, I you do kind of make want to change my one of my answer to like an A, but I figured because I'm B plus, you're A, that we should settle on A minus. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's that sounds kind of okay. fair, doesn't it? A minus, but yeah, it is a it is an amazing, an amazing film. If you want to, if you want like a horror experience that really like gets under your skin, and just makes you feel, you know, yeah. like you want to, you kind of like you want to pull the skin off off of your face, yeah, yeah. and eat it. So, did, I got the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, it, <laughs> I do that all the time. Anyway, it is a it is a great film. Um, so that's that's it for today, I guess. I mean, uh, the next film on the list, if you want to watch it with us, um, is The Evil Dead. I've only ever seen this film once, like a long time ago. And every time I go back, I just watch Evil Dead 2 because I just assume that's the the like the reboot, the, the better version. But Yeah, because it's weird for it, Evil Dead 2 to be a sequel because... It's the same film, really, isn't it? And um, but, Yeah. But apparently, uh, I was just reading, I was just flicking ahead on the Empire list, and apparently this... Evil Dead, the Evil Dead number one is actually scarier than Evil Dead two, so I'd be interested to go back and watch that and see see what that's like. I think I think because 
after the last two films that I had to I had to find. I think I've already got this one. Yeah, I think uh, I think I've got it somewhere on DVD. Yeah, sorry. Cool. <laughs> okay, uh, this show is brought to you by the story studio Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to www.hawkandcleaver.com and grab a free book. Also, become a patron for early access to episodes, bonus content, and heaps of free stuff over at patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Thanks. Oh, no. Uh, Tom Robson didn't make the music. I don't know who did. Um, the music is by the guy. Check the, <laughs> check, check the show notes for the credits there. Check uh, the show notes for who did the music. Uh, it's because it's great. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, please consider giving us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. And remember to hit subscribe. Thanks to my co-host, Ben Errington, for being a real horror dude. And uh, follow me on Twitter, at Luke of Condor, and follow Ben. At Ben Errington underscore Errington. Oh, no. Ben <laughs> underscore Errington. That oh, would have been, been the most complicated Twitter handle ever. <laughs> it's Ben underscore Errington. You never want a double Errington. Okay. <laughs> See you in a bit. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.